Welcome to the Out of the Darkness series podcast. Book 1, Operation Lazarus. Episode 2. Narrated by Colin Sharif Ganon. Characters by Caden Gardner and Nathan Dixon. Written by Caden Gardner. Chapter 3. The Hitman. Gideon owns everything. Or at least, that is what it seemed like back then. From their monopoly on almost all pharmaceutical goods, to computers, to even hotels. They were truly the world's leaders in everything. Keith was a seemingly calm man. A little angry at times, but calm nevertheless. I mean, who could blame him if he did get a little upset from time to time? The life of a hitman was stressful. Today was no different. Well, I say that. Keith wasn't used to doing jobs out of town. He mostly worked in New York. Today, he was kind of out of his element. The city of Bangkok was a shithole back then. It was hot and humid. It was also in the middle of a recession. The crime was high, and people were becoming desperate for money. Someone had even tried to sell Keith fried crickets to eat. Something that made his stomach crawl. It was part of the reason he had stopped trying to do his hunting outside the hotel. He knew his target was staying there. He didn't know what room or what the man's schedule was. But he knew Simon would be back. The cafe inside of the Gideon Hotel was lovely. Keith sat alone in a quaint little booth, and he was just sipping away at a coffee. It was around 6 p.m. The sun was starting to fade into the horizon. I know, I sound poetic. But that's how it was described to me. Anyways, he wasn't used to this time zone, or even this country. He didn't know the customs or even the language. But he wasn't about to let that deter his task. This one was special. It was for a friend. Keith didn't look like much of a hitman. He was tall and didn't seem to have much muscle, at least from what one could see through his clothes. He was clean-shaven and seemingly well-organized. His jet-black hair was combed over to one side of his head. Then the sides were cut down to almost his scalp. He had kind of a big nose as well, one that his old marine buddies used to always make fun of, saying that with a nose that big, he could smell shit from two streets over. Which, I must say myself, seems like quite an impressive skill. But that isn't important. Not right now. He was scanning the room, almost robotically. His brown eyes were in search mode. He was looking for the short weasel of a man known as Simon. Keith had been sitting there for a few hours. He was getting tired and frustrated. The constant loop of whatever game show played on the big flat-screen TV in the corner had started agitating him. The hotel was five stars. Even by American standards, it was five stars. Probably because Gideon owned it. They'd kind of swept in during the recession, trying to save the city from collapse by bringing it some type of income. The floors were all black marble that glistened when the lights hit them. The walls were covered in technology, most with television screens. Some of them were even made of straight-up glass. At least the walls in the lobby were. Upstairs, on all fifty of the other floors. The walls were white marble. Because, apparently, even though they reflected light very well, using black marble for the walls and the floors made the place too dark. 
Keith's attention was brought to one of the said screens that had an American news broadcast on. The headline, Morales Bioware, rumored to be unveiling Easy Pill variant. This'll be good, Keith said to himself as he took a sip of his coffee. The reporter was a tiny woman with black hair. She was one whom Keith didn't know because he didn't watch the news. The woman had some FDA guy on her show, one who seemed irritated. Then another man who just seemed happy that the FDA guy was irritated. So you're saying that Hector Morales declined to let the FDA test his new drug? The woman asked the FDA guy. He didn't. He didn't even ask us about it. We don't know what is in the drug or if it's dangerous, responded the FDA guy. The other man cut in. Does that surprise you? He makes a pill that could possibly compete with the Gideon Easy pill, then doesn't take it to the FDA who took, what, $5 trillion in donations from Gideon last year? I mean, I wouldn't either. The FDA guy scoffed. Let's not make this about Gideon. They saved the planet from COVID-19 with that Easy pill. Hell, they eradicated 15,000 different diseases with it. Then, after the COVID-19 outbreak, they jacked up the prices by, what, 5,000%? Now, Hector Morales may be claiming that he can make the same drug and sell it at a much more reasonable price, and you people have the audacity to complain. Are you kidding me? This man is a hero. Keith scoffed. Keep letting them stroke that ego, Hector. It had taken four hours, but Keith finally noticed the weaselly little man wander into the hotel. Right through those glass doors, like he owned the place. There you are. Keith shuffled in his seat a little. He had finally found that little rat-faced-looking prick. It made his heartbeat escalate a bit. Not much, though. Keith watched as the weasel walked right past him and towards the elevator. Keith stood up slowly, his eyes never leaving the back of the man's bald, shiny head. Keith started slowly trailing the man. Simon had waltzed through the silver doors of the elevator and turned. He saw the much taller Keith approaching. A fellow American. Simon couldn't help but hold the doors open for him. Keith nodded at the man as he entered. Thanks, man. Simon smirked. Yeah, no problem. Keith noted that Simon seemed abnormally chipper. I mean, he had gotten away with around $600,000. Or he thought he had gotten away. He had no idea that the man controlling his fate was standing less than a foot from him. He had no idea who Keith was, or that the man he stole from was aware of his presence. He honestly thought he was untouchable. Keith thought for a bit, let his mind wander. He wondered why this man would steal the money. Was he greedy? Was he stupid? Keith didn't know. His thoughts were suddenly interrupted by the sudden ding of the elevator door. Simon stepped out. He wasn't even looking behind himself. He had no idea Keith had stepped out behind him. He seemed too relaxed. It annoyed Keith. If he wasn't a professional, then he would have shot the man in the damn hallway. But Keith didn't. The man was patient. That was when Simon noticed him. Keith quickly darted his eyes away. He wanted to make it look like he wasn't watching the weasel. But being followed wasn't what was on Simon's mind. Simon cocked his head a huge grin on his face. You staying on this floor? Uh, yeah. That's neat. It's always good to see another American around here. I mean, I'm from Berlin originally, but I moved to the States early on. 
Don't Americans own this place? Simon chuckled. No, the almighty Gideon owns this place. But Gideon is an American company. Simon scoffed. Nah, semantics. They may be American, but they own most of the globe. I guess so. Keith was kind of weirded out. The guy just suddenly started a conversation with him. Keith wasn't a very social person. He didn't like having conversations with strangers. So what are you in Bangkok for? Business or pleasure? Uh, both? Simon smiled wide from ear to ear. Ah, pleasure. <laughs> you know, if you give me your room number, I know a few girls in the hotel who can give you some pleasure. If Keith wasn't weirded out before, he was now. Did this guy just offer him a prostitute? I'm... good. What? You don't like girls? Simon shot. I do. I just don't need to pay for them. Simon's smug look turned to one of someone who was kind of offended. The weasel looked, well, weaselly. Almost alien in his own skin. Keith took a deep breath. I didn't mean to offend. If it makes you feel any better, my room number is 356. Simon looked confused. His eyes looked Keith up and down. But you said you were on this floor. I am. But this is the fifth floor? Keith stopped for a second. The two men were looking at each other. Keith could see the moment things started clicking in Simon's brain. I'm sorry, I must be on the wrong floor. How did you end up on the wrong floor? The numbers appear on a screen in front of you in the elevator. I don't know, Simon. I don't know. Simon's eyes squinted. There was a short pause between the two men. Uh, I never told you my name. That was when Keith realized he'd fucked up. Keith laughed nervously. He knew exactly what was about to transpire. Shit, was all Keith managed to mutter. Simon turned his entire sickly-looking body and made a mad dash down the hallway. Keith pursued. Both men were running at full speed. Simon turned out to be way faster than he looked. He was putting some distance between him and Keith. He reached his hotel room door. The man was trying desperately to get his thumbprint on the lock. The door opened slightly. Simon bowled his way into the room. Keith wasn't far behind. His black suppressed P226 in hand. Simon tried to slam the door, but Keith had closed the gap. Keith rammed the door with his shoulder, sending the weasel of a man plummeting to the floor of his hotel room. They both could hear the crunch of bones as Simon had landed on his wrist. Simon screamed in agony. He rolled onto his back. What do you want? He yelped. Mr. Morales doesn't like being stolen from. I need his money back. Uh, I didn't take his. Yes, you did, Simon. We have a video of you stealing from his vault. Simon had backed himself into a wall, physically and metaphorically. He was now sitting up, looking his fate in the face. Keith could tell by the man's expression that he knew he was screwed. It's in the fucking safe. Passcode? Simon gave Keith an aggressive stare, one full of hate, full of rage. Keith smirked as he squatted down next to Simon, 
leveling his pistol with the man's forehead. That was when Keith noticed something strange on Simon's neck. A tattoo, a symbol, in a language Keith had never seen before. But he knew what it said. Somehow, he couldn't explain it, but he knew. Thief? Simon's eyes widened. A look of shock had completely taken over his face. You can read a Nokian? Keith wasn't wasting any time. He lined up the barrel of his pistol with Simon's shoulder and pulled the trigger. The suppressor squealed. Smoke lifted into the air. Then blood spewed onto the wall behind Simon. I ask the questions. Passcode. Now. No! Keith shot to his feet and aimed his weapon at Simon's head. Last chance. You're bluffing! Keith moved his pistol and fired. Simon's left ear suddenly blew up into pieces, making it the second ear that has been blown off in this story. Keith aimed his pistol back at the man's face. Simon was screeching and cupping his ear tightly. Now, give me the passcode. It's six nine, six nine, six nine. Keith stopped and withdrew his pistol for a second. He had a look of light-hearted bewilderment on his face. Wait, really? Yes, damn it, yes. Simon screeched. Keith walked further into the room. His eyes were drifting from the bed with the red silk bedspread to the big HD TV in the corner. Then, next to it, the little black box with the safe. He calmly walked over to it and put Simon's code in. The safe door opened. The wad of green cash came flowing out, followed by what looked like a whip. No, it didn't just look like a whip. It was a sex whip. Simon, you sick bastard. Keith turned back around. He wasn't surprised at what he saw. Simon tried to crawl his way out of the room, leaving a trail of blood as he did so. Ah, Simon, did you think we were done? Simon stopped dead in his bloody tracks. His heart was skipping beats. But, but I gave you the money. Yes, but that doesn't change the fact that you stole from us. If Morales lets you off the hook, then other people might get the wrong idea. I'm sorry. I'll go away. I won't come back. You're right. You won't. Keith raised his weapon and fired a single round. Simon's head snapped back and hit the ground behind it with a thud. Keith lowered his pistol, taking a deep sigh of relief as he did so. He wasn't a fan of killing in general, but he was good at it. It was all he was good at. Morally sound or not, it paid the bills. Now, it was time to outwit the hotel security, who he knew would be closing in on the noise. It didn't matter. He would be long gone by the time they even realized what was going on. Then long gone from the country by the time they figured out who he was. Chapter 4 Father Figure The flight back to New York had been excruciating. A whole 26 hours nonstop. Keith hadn't slept any of it, and it showed on his face. The man hated flying with a passion. 
He hated it ever since his father's plane crashed into the ocean. He sat alone inside the office of the person who had given him his contract. The owner of Morales Pharmaceutical Bioware. The man who had made a fortune overnight. The man who dared to challenge Gideon in the pharmaceutical industry. The man who had treated Keith like a son all his life. His mind was adrift. He was thinking over the event, pondering about what could have happened. That was when he was interrupted by the aging, gray-headed Hispanic man rushing to the desk across from him. He sat and sighed. Just then, Keith heard the quick steps follow him into the room. Steps he knew all too well. She was coming, and she was angry. Hector, you know him right, Lucy pleaded. Of course, and that's that to you, Morales responded. So why are you releasing it to the public? Gideon created a drug that can keep humans from getting any diseases. It's only right that everyone has access to it. Even if it costs you your life? Morales rolled his eyes. His daughter understood, and he knew it. She was just too stubborn to admit it. This is about more than me. Keith sat quietly as the two bickered. The firstborn and her father were both stubborn. They always had been. When they argued, it was like a war. Keith both hated and admired their tenacity. Lucy sighed and left the room. Keith's eyes met Morales as the older man took a deep breath. Have you seen my cane? Pardon? It's the black cane I carry, the one with the feathered snake on it. Um, no. I must have left it in the car again. Anyways, how did the mission go? It went decent. Simon has been taken care of. That's good news. Keith looked at Morales for a split second. A look that made Morales realize Keith was concerned. I'm sure you're wondering what that was about. Actually, I am. You know that medical breakthrough Gideon built like ten years ago? The easy pill? The one that boosts someone's immune system to the point that it can fight off almost anything. Exactly the one. Do you know how much they charge per pill? More than I make in a year. I found a way to make it for less than a fraction of the cost. Which just made us the only serious competition for Gideon. I saw on the news. You know that also makes you a target. Morales chuckled for a second. Exactly. And that, my friend, is why you're here. Keith's face went from one of concern to one of bewilderment. I'm sorry I don't follow. Well, Keith, I'm just going to say it. I don't want you selling your skills around town anymore. Well, it's kind of what pays my bills. Keith, when your father asked me to look after you, I agreed. And I've done my best so far. I also tried to let you be the man you wanted to become. When you joined the military, I didn't say a word. When you got back and decided to become a contractor, I didn't say a word. But now, you have decided to sell your skills out to whomever is willing to pay. Morales breathed in. No, 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 no. Now, I am going to say something. Keith, you're eventually going to get yourself caught up with some bad people. You don't think I know that? There isn't really another job a dishonorable discharge can get. 
There is, if you'd be my personal security. What are you talking about? Look, you are probably the best hitman in town, which is why I asked you to take care of Simon, and I paid you very well. That you did, but I also gave you a family discount. That I turned down. Keith sighed. That you did. Morales smiled, the kind of pleading smile a father would give a son. Look, Keith, you and I both know Gideon is going to send someone after me. I think everything happens for a reason. And now, I think I know the reason I let you go into the military. Now, please, help me. Keith took a deep breath. The hitman knew he couldn't say no. He didn't like the whole Godfather idea. Keith loved Morales, yes, but he wanted to be his own person. It's why he enlisted, and why he became a hitman. But he was in a box here, and he was needed. Fine. When do I start? Thank you for listening to this episode of the Out of the Darkness series podcast. Next time, a young girl and her father find themselves as the targets of a hit squad. Also, a friend of Simon's comes for his body. This series is based on the novel Out of the Darkness, Operation Lazarus by Caden Gardner. Available now on Amazon Kindle, Apple Books, and Barnes & Noble Nook.